Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm not drunk. I'm autistic. I am Nara Birch. I was about to say today I'm Nara Birch, um, but no, I always am. Ha, it's my new name. Fun. But today we're going to talk about a subject that is uh, very special and dear to me, and that is about service dogs. Um, because I think service dogs are incredibly beneficial for autistic people. Um, so let me tell you about my service dog. Her name is Cookie. Um, she, oh my God, I don't have a service dog, but I have a fucking cat that's like scratching at boxes right now. So great apologies if you can hear that. Anyway, Cookie, 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 Cookie. Um, she passed away like three years ago, I think. I don't know. I'm bad with time. She passed away like a month or two before I met my boyfriend. That's all I know, which always haunts my heart because, like, they would have loved each other. They would have. Oh, my God. They would have adored each other, but it's fine. Um, Cookie. Let's talk about happy things about Cookie. So I got her when I was in ninth grade. Um, She had been badly abused by... A lot of different people. Well, not a lot of different people. Sorry, that's me. I'm thinking about myself. She was badly abused by her owner. Like, she was hit for barking. Um, She had just, like, fleas and worms and, like, missing rotting teeth. She was just taken. She was just, who? Okay, trying not to cry. She was hurt a lot. Um, And that first day, we, we didn't originally get her as my service dog. We just adopted her as a dog. Um, and she like fleas and worms and all she rode on my lap the way home. And I insisted she sleep in my bed that first night. Cause I was like, she's so lonely. And like her and I, she was a gift from the fairies. We were a gift from the fairies to each other. We needed each other and we just bonded instantly. And it was true love. Um, and eventually she got the worms and all that shit taken care of. Um, but like. She was truly one of a kind. Like, truly. Oh, my God. I loved her. I still love her. Um, Yeah, she was, like, the one creature that no matter how I acted, no matter how many meltdowns I had that day, no matter how sad and scared and lonely I was, she was so happy to see me. She loved me. Like, I was truly the creature she adored most in the world. And I never had had that before um I haven't had it since other than my boyfriend who like I call him my human cookie because he's reached that pinnacle um but yeah no we just she we were able to walk around together she didn't need a leash she would just like stay by my side and follow me she was in a couple of plays she was in guys and dolls um she was gonna be in fiddler on the roof but we decided that she was too fat to, to, to be a dog in this shuttle. She was a chunk. She was a chunk. She was a beagle pug mix, um, but not like a puggle. She had like a beagle's face. And she was blonde and just so gorgeous. And I she loved belly rubs. Like that was her jam. We used to call her rigor mortis dog, which Yes, I did make a rigor mortis joke when she died, and everybody was like, damn, okay. And I was like, this is how I'm processing things. Jump on this train or not. Nah. Um, but, like, 
she loved belly rubs. She would roll. She was a whore. She'd roll over for anyone for a belly rub, and she just we just took really good care of each other. Um, and then I went to a disa- a disastrous six weeks at college, um, and she went with me and kept me alive. And then I moved out of the college into my apart my new first apartment where I don't remember the first year whatsoever. But again, she kept me alive because no matter what, at least twice a day, I had to get out of bed to take care of that girl. And she was often the only creature I talked to for like days on end. And she went everywhere with me. Um, I did start getting a little gun shy. I was in a car accident where if she had been with me, like she usually was like for some reason that morning, I was like, no, you need to stay home. I don't know. She was supposed to have been with me and uh, I got T-boned and she would have been killed instantly based on where she was in the car because it was like on the passenger side. (laughs) So after that, I got a little, little gun shy about taking her everywhere. Um, There was also some guilt involved because, like, I had started to make friends, right? And my friends all lived on, like, the opposite side of town. So I would often go over there for a couple of days and, like, sleep over and then go straight to work, which was back on my side of town. And, like, Cookie just, it was getting a little more, difficult for her to be with me constantly and this is like this is I'm definitely gonna cry the biggest regret of my life like she went to go live with my parents instead it just it, it made more sense it really did she had a a more consistent schedule um she she, she hated to be left alone so like if I would leave her alone when I went to work because she wasn't like that kind of service dog she didn't go with me to work it was it was it was more like for for like like the autism and shit. And I worked in restaurants, so she wouldn't have been allowed in there probably. Um, but like, I I know I didn't abandon her. Everybody tells me I didn't abandon her, but I feel like I abandoned her. And my parents didn't help. Like my mother would like, literally, I remember my very first, I had my first fucking sleepover with like, with, with some, with like girls. It was like a normal fucking activity a childhood teenage activity I didn't get to experience because I didn't have friends. I didn't fucking have friends. And so, like, this girl was like, hey, I'm having, like, a slumber party. Do you want to, like, sleep over with us? And then, like, we're going to go to the mall tomorrow. And, like, just, again, the most normal, basic American human activities, child activities you could think of. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah. So I was there for a couple of days. And, like, my mom the second day called me. Like, where are you? Cookie is looking for you. She is devastated that you haven't come home yet. And I felt so guilty. I was like, but I'm hanging out with friends. Like, isn't this what you want me to do? And I, I don't know. She was just, she, she, she always made me feel like I had just given birth and I had thrown that baby at my parents and was like out partying and refusing to see it, which wasn't the case. I was making friends and while she was my service dog and allowed to go with me places and was very well behaved when we went places it was just a lot it was a lot i i drove a lot um 
I was scared to have her in my car with me. So she went to live with my parents. It just made more sense. She didn't like being alone. And there were other puppies there that she could spend the day with. And my parents worked like a normal nine to five. And like, she was better there. Not really. I like, I went to see her. She was, she was the main reason I talked to my parents so long. I had decided to stop talking to them long before. And she was one of the only things that kept me there. Cause like, I, I just didn't want to lose a chance to see her. Um, and we're, we're getting to like, I don't know. I feel like I should put a trigger warning here. We're getting to the, the more, the more sad parts about her getting elderly and her passing away and all of that jazz. So like, if that's something that upsets you, feel free to stop. I completely understand and love you. Um, I'm probably going to cry. Uh, so, of course, as as pup, I, I had gotten her when she, we think she was about four or five. So, at this point, she was around 13. She had a bark mitzvah. It was a very awkward event. Um, but she became a woman, goddammit. Um, yeah, so she started getting slower and, I don't know, just older um, she still, she loved to frolic in the snow up until like her last days. Like when that snow came out and she went out there, she was just like a little puppy frolicking around. It was the cutest. Um, I actually, I, I'm so happy that this happened. I got to do my engagement photo shoot with her. Like the, we got a free engagement shoot that came with our wedding photography. And instead of doing it with my soon to be spouse, who is now my ex-spouse, I did it with Cookie and like, guys, she hadn't rolled over for belly rubs in a couple of months at least, like in a really long time. And she did it well for the photographer. It was like she fucking knew that 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 I needed this. And yeah, like you can literally see the look on my face in the photo shoot when she rolls over. You can just see the like, oh, the tears. I don't know. She's just so sweet. And we used to cuddle and spoon, and I used to sing to her. Um, her our, our two favorite songs were I Only Want to Be With You by Dusty Springfield, Feld, I don't know how, blah, blah, blah. and um, I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. Those were our two songs. Um, if I hear them, I still start sobbing. Um, but yeah, I, I got an unfortunate call one day, and I had to go over to my parents' house, and she was lying in my lap and I had to make the decision because she was not herself whatsoever. And she was just, she was in a lot of, a lot of pain and very old. And so we made a very difficult decision and I did not go with my parents to the vet to have this done. I said goodbye in the kitchen and I feel bad that I wasn't with her till the very end, but I don't think I could have handled it. Um, yeah, she was just my baby. I loved her so much. And she truly helped be, I think, support, emotional support, service dogs, like, all of those, like, categories is just, like, truly can help autistic people. And a lot of people would be like, you're not blind. You, why do you have a service dog? Like she had her little vest on and everything. Like she, 
she like I, I definitely wasn't allowed in some places so be, literally because they were like you're not blind if you're not blind why do you have a service dog like people have misconceptions about that and that you like there was this one instance that was so uh so embarrassing so i was in my my new apartment and i was like you know what today is kind of a good day why don't we walk down to barnes and noble go get like a frappuccino at the starbucks there and just look at some books like let's do this let's walk down together we did it barnes and noble was cool with me being there no problem like because i had a fucking best on her and everything like but when i got to start the starbucks portion they were like no you're not allowed in here it's against health code violations and i was like she's a service dog and they're like you're not blind why do you need a service dog can you see like you can't ask me that but like i didn't have the social skills to continue so i kind of just left defeated and like one of the employees felt so bad for me that she ran out with like a drink for me but it had coffee in it so i'd throw it away because i can't drink coffee and it was just a really sad experience um and i wrote to barnes and noble and they like wrote back assuring me that they were going to do training and all of that shit. but like you yeah, know a, a lot of people have the misconception that Service dogs are only for very specific things. And like, like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, gosh, processing, processing. But she was just really good for comforting me. She was really good, like, for opening conversations and socializing. That helped a lot. Like, when we were out places, people would be like, hey, you got a dog. And, like, depending on where we were, like, let's say we were outside somewhere, I'd take off her service dog vest and be like, yeah, you can come pet her. Because, like, I know you're technically not supposed to pet service dogs, but, like, she loved it. And, like, I was okay with it because, like, it wasn't like she, like, pulled out of my hand ever to go run to someone to pet her. Like, she stayed by my fucking side. She used to get so, like, like, she, if she ever walked a little bit in front of me, she would, like, constantly look back to make sure I was still there, even though I was the one holding her leash. Oh, I just loved her. She used to do something called the cookie shuffle, where she would shuffle, 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 and she used to sneeze when she was happy. Um, I just miss her a lot. But I think, sir, I want another service dog, but... um the programs are either very expensive or time consuming and I just haven't had a chance yet. Um, but yeah, this, this episode is an honor of cookie, 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 cookie. May all of your belly rubs be lengthy and your frolicking be snowy up in fairy world where you're waiting for me. Um, yeah. And I, the, let's just, I just want to talk about one more thing because I feel like it's kind of important, like the way I processed her death. Um, it was the first time any, like, I didn't truly care what any of my relatives have ever died. It's always been like old people and shit. And like, I always felt more bad for like my parents than I did about the fact that I lost someone. Um, so she was really the first death I truly had to process and like my brain would let me have like 10 minute increments where the, it was like, okay, let's miss her. Let's sob. Let's just wail in pain. And then like after 10 minutes, it would be like, you know what? We've done enough for now. Let's, let's move on and try to forget about it until the, the next 10 minute increment. And like, it helped a lot. It just, 
I, I even felt kind of guilty about the fact that it was so easy. But it wasn't. And I know she's with me now. Ghost Cookie follows me wherever I go. She has entered other animals before. Like, like there was one time when this was before he was my boyfriend. He was just like my friend. He was over and um, one of his friends had died. And, like, I had had a cat at that time who was a fucking jackass, like, never cut. Like, if he cuddled with you, you always had to be careful that you were going to get maimed. Like, it was never just that, oh, we're cuddling. This is awesome. It's always, oh, we're cuddling. But any second right now, you're going to reach out and just scar me and scratch me and bite me. Um, This fucking cat, like, literally sat on the couch with him the way that Cookie would sit with me and just, like, allowed himself to be held for hours and like they even fell asleep next to each other and trust me that was not that cat that was not darwin in there i knew that was cookie in there uh, that's really like it um a long episode because i could babble for hours about this girl she's just the most precious piece of fluff i've ever had my cousin for a wedding present got me this like adorable painting of her best present ever it was hung up but it fell down i have to rehang it up but yeah okay <laughs> i think that's enough um yeah 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 check out my articles on the mighty and my instagram which is the fuck you up fairy with underscores after everything i'm trying to get better about posting on social media um yeah <laughs> yeah that. actually i think that would be a good episode about social media in general because like kids these days am i right all right (laughs) i thank you guys so much for listening and i'll talk to you later bye